0: Apple presents events at the Apple Store. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, David Ehrlich, associate film editor at Time Out New York.
1: Thank you. Uh, I am indeed David Ehrlich, uh, and we are here tonight to talk about the new film, Wild Canaries, and we're going to be joined by some very special guests. But first, I am told that we are going to be watching the trailer for the movie.
2: Sylvia?
3: Sylvia? <laughs> She's a hundred years old. She's
2: okay. not that old. No,
3: she was perfectly healthy. Okay, that's not how I would describe her. What just happened to her?
2: Nothing. She died.
3: You're saying that Anthony killed Sylvia? mother? No, I'm His not mother? saying
2: that. That was a really beautiful speech you gave at the funeral. Thank you. It's weird. It's totally weird.
3: Acting weird
2: is not a crime. He has a motive. She probably has a life insurance policy. I broke into his house and I think I found something.
0: You really liked my mother, didn't you? Yeah. You're a lot like her. She was a little nosy.
3: You promised me that oh, you aren't going to break into can't. any more
2: apartments. What is all this stuff? They're
3: plaster casts. It's his studio.
2: Why does he even a mask of you? It's his new project. Why is he doing that? I don't know. It's about the poorest nature of identity or something. Noah could wind up the prime suspect. What if he killed somebody dressed as me? It's not a big deal. I'm your alibi. It's fine.
3: Can your fiance be your alibi? Don't understand.
2: This is our chance. This is our chance.
3: Is our
1: is chance. I know insane. he's involved.
3: He has a gun. What does he choose to He's a, with gun a gun collector. So's Charlton Heston. Does that mean Charlton Heston killed Sylvia? So, what do you think?
0: It's unusual.
3: Ah! Please, I'm i can, I can't get it. I'm not the outdoorsy type.
2: Wait, what do we do now? Rod! Something evil is going on here. Something truly, truly evil. And I'm going to figure out what it is with or without your help, okay? Do you have any idea how loudly you're eating this?
3: You know how adorable you look in that hat? He's coming! Duck! Duck! I can't! I can't, Duck! Oh my god. Oh my god.
1: Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. God. All right. Uh, So, joining us tonight, we have, I don't know what order. Let's start with uh, the writer and director and star, Mr. Lawrence M. Levine. And also, we are joined by producer and star, Sophie Itzakal. And in the role of Damien, we have Jason Ritter. And in the role of Anthony, we have Kevin Corrigan. Uh, So the movie's a really fun throwback, as the trailer lets us know, to sort of the old screwball classics, The Thin Man, and more recent varieties like uh, Manhattan Murder Mystery. Uh, And one thing that you can gather about all of those movies is that they're all set in New York, which is a place, as we see in this movie, where you don't really know what could be happening in the apartment immediately below where you live or next door or whatnot. What, maybe beyond that, do you think uh, is the reason that all of these fun screwball murder mysteries tend to take place in Manhattan? Or New York, I should say
3: I think uh, they're very interrelational, so in New York, uh, you have a lot of contact with other people all the time, and people are always sort of bumping up against one another, and it creates a um, it c- creates a kind of aggressive dynamic, which is really really f- uh, funny. Um, you know, if you look at the um, uh, like if you look at comedians or like the history of um, funny people it's always people who have experienced a lot of difficulty or like immigrant communities in America tend to um, create like their own brand of humor Jewish humor African American humor you know I think it has to do with an urban setting just people feeling stressed out feeling cooped up bumping up against each other it has like a good tension Uh,
1: so Uh, Larry and Sophia play a couple who are engaged in the movie, but in real life, as you may or may not know, they are indeed married. Uh, And for our actors here, for Jason and Kevin, you may have learned when you came on this set that they have a very particular energy about them. They create this sort of vortex of uh, personality. And I'm wondering for actors if uh, that makes it more accommodating or is difficult to pierce or as you know, given the nature of your characters, uh, if it might be good to sort of be on the outside of this bubble of personality? You're closest. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Um, You know, that situation can be a real nightmare. Um, Not even with couples, but just with, um, you know... Well, yeah, I I guess especially with couples. You can have all of a sudden the... The job titles kind of get fuzzy, and people are taking over for the other person, and now two people are running the ship, and and, it, and it manipulating each other, and it can get real uh, dicey. But these guys were really amazing. They they. You know, we're so professional. A lot of also, a lot of times, couples can take the shorthand that they use in private with each other and just use it in a professional situation and snap at each other and, you know, manipulate each other and do all that fun stuff. Um, but this was, this was amazing. They both had a clear idea of the movie that they were making, and they both were working at, di- at different angles to make it happen, and um, it was really a lot of fun. They're two great people, so...
0: That's a good answer. I always feel like I'm on the family feud during these things. You know, the panel-style conversation. Someone gives a great answer, and you just have to say, that's a good answer. Good answer.
1: <laughs> you agree they're great people? You don't have a, a different take on that? Yes, but I already
0: knew them. I knew about... I, I kind of had a sense of their aura as a couple, and, and it was... Uh, I... I <laughs> being in a, a, a long-term relationship of my own, I... Completely understand the vibe, and I and I think they're really good at being married. Not only that, but being uh, a, a fellow filmmakers and working on the same film. I, I mean, I've I've been through that with my spouse, and 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 um, <clears throat> we're not the best example of how to get along with each other under professional circumstances. And, and you guys have, I, I guess, just loved to. I don't know, uh, uh, but but I'll tell you this thing about this movie, uh, uh, about the uh, um, the heightened reality of, of the situations they find themselves in. You know the sort of broadness of it, but I mean I think it's a well modulated film where there's sort of realistic performances within the confines of this sort of genre framework, and and I uh, and and I find that at, at At the end of it, at the the end of all these situations where, you know, uh, uh, Larry's character just doesn't want to acknowledge this, you know, uh, this uh, setup, it's like, let's let's just forget about it, you know? Uh, And the way uh, Sophia, um, I'm sorry I'm not referring to you by your character's names, but she says, no, we have to get to the bottom of this and, and and by the end of it, there's this uh, a great uh, moment of truth between them, where they, I, I guess, are, are happy that they went to the trouble that they went to. And uh, um, and and there's something very truthful about it, even though the, the the circumstances and the style of the movie is very Woody Allen-ish or whatever, very broad. Uh, it 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 actually is a excellent uh path towards uh, a very sincere uh uh message at the end about being married i i don't know how many people here are married or i imagine there's a few i think i mean is that not the way it really is the fight they get into
3: i don't know if people here have seen the film but okay but i mean just the trailer
0: gives you some idea of uh, yeah
1: yeah. So. Well, I Soul mean, Sophia, today. do you feel uh, like if you can make a movie with your partner that you can do anything? Is that the ultimate test for a marriage? I think so. Yeah.
2: I, I feel. What about having a kid? Maybe having a kid because that lasts forever and a movie. Only Movies last forever. Well, like the time. Movies
1: last longer than kids. It's true. Some of them.
2: <laughs> the.
4: I mean people, I'm not talking about dead, uh, like, you know. Yeah.
1: I was talking about movies that got deleted off hard drives and that. Oh, okay, that's you know. true.
4: Those last shorter,
1: that's true. <laughs> well, maybe we should throw to a clip so we can see this dynamic that yeah. we're all talking about, totally. any, any of the clips that we have. Hey. Hi. How you doing? Good.
2: Good. That was a really beautiful speech you gave at the funeral.
0: Thank you.
2: You know, actually, Gene and I have been, we've been thinking we've been wanting to cook you a meal. We thought it might cheer you up. So, I don't know, are you around tomorrow?
0: No, you guys, you guys don't have to do that.
2: Yeah, but we want to.
0: Um, okay, sure, that'd be great.
2: Is 8.30 too late?
0: No, that's good, that's, that'd be good. My place, your place?
2: Um, we probably won't have any furniture left by tomorrow.
0: Yeah, they're just taking the valuable stuff.
1: So that's uh, your apartment building, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We shot... That's um, our
2: entryway.
3: Yeah, I would say we
1: shot 75% of the movie... In or around our apartment building, yeah, so for uh, your cast who have done all sorts of movies uh, large and small, uh, is there a different mentality that you take into something that's a little bit more bespoke to borrow one of the words from the, the script um, that uh, you know doesn't have the usual flourishes and whatnot, or is it really just uh, you know like a different ice rink the same game?
4: Um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I think for me. Th- because for the most part, I, I'm, I, you know, do small things. This movie actually had a lot of flourishes <laughs> for for me that that uh, you know that I wasn't used to. A lot of cool, fun props, and you know those masks, and uh, and th- I mean, in terms of like, you know, we all were s- sort of sharing the same space, but it was. Small spaces and, and sharing spaces are only unpleasant if there's an unpleasant person. <laughs> and uh, everyone who worked on the movie, <clears throat> every member of the crew and uh, it was just I, I think you guys like handpicked really great people. And a lot of times on, on small movies, no one's there who doesn't want to be there. you know it's not like anybody's been drawn. By some huge paycheck and they're like I'm just doing this to like you know pay my rent or whatever like they're there because they 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 believe in it and they want to be there and so it it creates a really nice uh dynamic and everyone is working hard everyone uh, their their reason for being there is is pure and 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 their interest in the project is important to them it's not about it's not about any individual everyone wants the movie to be the best um so uh it was it was great it was small but yeah you were small with friends so
3: yeah sophia's philosophy sophia is a great producer which maybe a lot of people don't know or they um know her other uh, you know know her as an actress but her philosophies for production are really were really important and she really wanted to have people that we could trust and people that we kind of knew, um, because every single person on the set, down to you know the grips, are influencing the movie in ways that aren't apparent to the audience. You know, like if you have a grip who's showing up late a lot, has a bad attitude, that kind of. Um, that kind of energy can spread to other people on the crew or even to people in the cast. So, you know, it's true that um, we paid close attention to who we were hiring. And, you know, it was a bigger crew than we've worked with before. I think it was around 25 people, but it's not so many people that you don't really, you can't really... um, make sure that you're hiring someone you like and know, and that you, you like, I knew everybody's name. I, I knew everybody very well by the end of the shoot. On a big movie, that wouldn't necessarily be the case.
1: One of the many, many things that I find really impressive about this movie is the finesse with which you juggle two very different genres and milieus and, and sort of tones. It's It's part murder mystery, and it's genuinely suspenseful, but... Perhaps even more than that, it's a comedy uh, about a couple who are sort of reconciling with the, their differences and whatnot. How did you juggle those things so that they complemented one another? Was it something that you found sort of in the edit or was it something that you had to be really careful about on the day?
3: It was v- it was very hard and um, that was like the single biggest challenge in the edit because I was feeling it out as I went along. We didn't have any time to reshoot. And if I had had time to reshoot, I might have reshot the. I might have reshot things so that the two poles of the movie were more seamlessly blended. But because I didn't have that luxury, I had to use music and editing, and really, really work it in post. So that was a big challenge because it's about real people who get sucked up into this pulpy murder mystery, and um, I wanted the transition to be very fluid and. Um, Uh, you know, you have certain limitations. So, uh, as I said, music was a really big part of that, actually.
1: Well, talking about the music, you guys who haven't seen the movie may not know, although you may have heard a little bit of it in the trailer, but there's a a really great and unexpected reggae score. Um, And it's very menacing in its own way, but also sort of jaunty. Can you talk about how you arrived uh, at the decision to use that kind of music? and?
3: Yeah, um, it was just—it's just that I, I really like dub reggae. It's one of my favorite kinds of music, and um, I just happened to be listening to it while we were going into. Uh, the DP came about a month before the shoot because I knew that I was going to be acting in the movie, and I wanted us to both be very prepared. I wanted to have the whole movie um, shot listed and in some cases storyboarded for certain scenes. So he came a month in advance and while we were prepping, I just happened to be listening to uh, a lot of dub reggae. And I, it just, it's upbeat. And it's fun because it's reggae, but there's also something sinister and menacing about it. so I, I thought it would be a good fit for the movie because I want the movie wanted the movie to be fun and funky and um, a little bit eccentric and uh, unique, but also I wanted it to work as a thriller, and it d- does have that kind of menace in it. so um, i uh, I was listening to it a lot when we were doing um, pu- uh, pre-production, and like I played it for. Sophia and uh, the DP, and like they thought, oh yeah, this could work. This could be cool. And when I brought it to the composer after the movie was finished, I said to him, you know, I was like, I was really thinking we could do some dub reggae meets Henry Mancini. I was thinking of the soundtrack for the Pink Panther. And he was like, cool, cool. And I was like, really? You think you can do that? And he was like, yeah, totally. Like it was the easiest thing in the world. To me, it seemed very weird to mix those, but he came up with a pretty Pretty good hybrid, I think. I, I really liked what he did. He was pretty pretty brilliant. I feel like I got lucky with a lot of, almost all of the collaborators really, like I lucked out and they brought a lot to it and made me look a lot better than I would have otherwise.
1: Nice. Sophia, I was reading somewhere where your husband said that uh, to make these characters, he tends to find the worst elements in himself and maybe the worst elements that you find in yourself and amplify them into... These three-dimensional beings. Uh, do you see that on screen? Do you see a lot of uh, the, the the worst of each other?
2: I definitely see the worst of Larry. Um, I guess some people maybe think my character is annoying, but I don't think I seem that bad in the movie. Um, but I do think that what he like latched onto in and and sort of the character that he drew that I played is based on the parts of me that he maybe finds a little m- more annoying or hard to deal with. I, I can get very enthousi- enthusiastic and excited about things, but in a way that maybe is really intense.
1: But see, enthusiasm is, is generally a good thing. I, one of the themes in the movie I find is that the things that we first love about other people can be the very things that we end up resenting in them. Uh, you were gonna say something. You wanna?
3: Yeah, yeah. I was. I was actually just nodding in agreement. Like, uh, I wouldn't say. I think the worst saying that they're drawn from the worst aspects of us isn't isn't accurate. I think I'm kind of misspoke. It's the ac- It's the aspects of each other that most trouble one another. So like, yeah, for like,
2: if when Larry is a grouch or a tight ass, that's troubling to me.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
2: And when I'm uh, like want to spend a a million invisible dollars that we don't have on an abandoned resort and move away and abandon our life and I just in general have an itch to never be satisfied with anything that's annoying to Larry or troubling to him.
3: Right and since I wrote it right before we were the year while we were planning our marriage these things came under a microscope I think for both of us. I know they did for me. When I watch the movie it's very it it strikes me as very clear and very personal. I was struggling with giving myself away to somebody else and their ideas and sharing my life. You know, I wanted to stay safe and cozy in my own, like, uh, protected universe. And then Sophia came into my world and made me so happy, but then I was out of my comfort zone and I kind of wanted to
1: retreat. And I think the movie is kind of about that tension. Uh, I was just talking about some of the movies that, that you may have used as influences for this. The movie has a, a technical mastery of it, which is especially, it's a, it would be impressive regardless, but especially so for someone who's made movies that have required different disciplines in the past. Not just sort of being inspired by these movies, but did you find yourself that you had to sort of study them and the rhythms and whatnot because it's so important to these genres? Or did you just sort of find it organically? Um, well, I studied them like, Over the years, in the
3: sense that, um, well, I watched a lot of. I love suspense and comedy, so I've just watched many, many of these films over the years. I really was a hardcore cinephile for a long time. But um, yeah, when we when we sat down, me and the DP, to figure out the style that we were going to shoot the movie in, yeah, we did look at specific films and break down scenes into their coverage, and you know, like. What are, the, what are the shots that make up the chase sequence in the French Connection that everybody loves? Like, can we knock off the French Connection in a way that's funny and amusing on our budget? What would that look like? You know, it's not like we necessarily did everything or could do everything because we had um, limitations in terms of budget. But yeah, we, we did study... We studied different films for different scenes. So yeah, we did reference stuff. You know, like a lot of, of the relationship scenes between Sophia and I or even, um, you know, between Sophia and Alia, like, or me and Annie, those scenes were, were thinking of them in more of like a Cassavetes, naturalistic, dogma-type style, whereas the suspense stuff we were drawing on, you know, a lot of 70s um, suspense films or Hitchcock stuff, you know. So, yeah, we... We looked
1: at things. We studied in a casual way, I'd say. Yeah, all right. Uh, So we, well, why don't we show one clip and then turn it over to the the audience for questions?
2: Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I was just... Oh,
0: don't worry about
2: it. I'm really, really sorry. I don't know. I am, this, I left this here, so...
0: I was wondering about this. Is that yours?
2: Yeah. Um, Is it okay if I take it back?
0: If it's yours, why would I mind? Listen, I know what you're doing. I'm, I know I'm not really good at saying how I feel. I gave a bad speech at the funeral, and. You told me it was good. And I appreciate that. And the dinner tonight, I, uh means a lot, I just wanted to say that.
2: It's fine, no, uh, Gene and I love to cook, so. Oh. No. I'm sorry.
0: sorry, I didn't mean to start.
2: No, I'm sorry, i have just, I'm really jumpy lately, it's...
0: Makes sense, discovering her body like that. You really liked my mother, didn't you?
2: Yeah, I did
0: a lot like her. She was a real firecracker.
1: She was a little nosy, too. All right. That was dense. There's a lot going on in there. <laughs> All right. Q&A. Let's do it. I have a question for Jason. Yes. Uh, Would you say you've uh, changed since the movie? Like, you've changed a lot?
4: Uh, I have changed a lot since that movie. We shot at a... Two years ago, so yeah, a lot has a lot has changed. I've shaved, I cut my hair, <laughs> um, but it was it was it was a lot of fun. And I, I mean, one of the things I don't get to play a character like this a lot, so I um, it gave me a little bit more confidence to stretch my little wings.
2: I love watching you in this movie.
4: Thanks, Sophia. I love watching you in this movie. Thanks. I do. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, Larry, my name's Tim. I, you were talking about
2: how you wanted Kim? to... Tim? Tim. Oh, Tim.
4: You were talking about how you wanted to strive for like suspense, but at the same time, comedy. And were there certain times where you'd rather have one than the other, or was it always a middle ground you were going for throughout the entire film?
3: No, I, I, I had a, f- a fundamental uh, vibe of comedy that I wanted. Um, so that was the main thing. That was always more important, but if it could be suspenseful too, one kind of fed the other because the more, uh, like the more heightened uh, the circumstances were, or the more in danger the, the characters are, like for some reason, the m- more funny it was anyway. So they didn't really, they didn't work against each other in the, in the case of this film. They helped each other.
4: So
2: I'm looking forward to seeing this film.
3: A, where can I see it and when?
2: Uh, oh, can it, I say? Yeah, sure. It opens tomorrow at IFC Center. and It's playing for a week there, and it's also available on video on demand and on iTunes starting tomorrow.
1: Excellent, thank you.
3: So, not to cause any conflict at home, <clears throat> you mentioned I can't Woody can't Allen. Wait for this. No, 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 it's fine. You mentioned Woody Allen esque. He worked with Annie, uh, uh, with Diane Keaton and Mia Farrow in their relationships. Cassavetti's worked with Gina Rollins. Do you see yourselves always working together? Larry, would it be a possibility that if Sophia is available for a film to cast? You may not cast her if she's not. We fight about this a lot. Okay.
2: Yeah. It's really mostly imaginary because I
3: don't know if I'll ever be able to make another film again, period. With her or not. So
2: it's really you know, I could give you an honest answer if you want one it's really hard to make movies and it's really hard to raise money for movies and a lot of times you have to cast famous people in the movies to get the money and so that's a big con- it was a conversation we had about this movie. We didn't know if we were going to be in it the whole time um, and then we decided to and now we sort of are at this place where we have no money to put into our own movies and we don't have any friends and family that we can ask for money again so it's become a conversation that we're having of just like what do we do now? Do we keep making sacrifices personal and financial sacrifices to keep putting ourselves in movies together or do we try to cast people where maybe we can convince other people to give us money strangers to give us money to make the movie
1: but i always
2: i really like working with larry and if he wanted to cast me in everything i'd be so happy and i would every time i'm in a movie i try to be less difficult than the last one
3: yeah, I mean, I would love, we'd love to work together. It's really fun, but uh, you're not always in control of those things.
4: Is there anything next planned so far? I know you guys are saying it's a little hard to struggle to doing right now, but do you have anything you have in your head gestating that you want to, like, really roll with, or is there something, like, in stone set or just something setting in your head?
2: I just directed a movie that Larry wrote and acted in called Always Shine. Uh, I shot it last fall in Big Sur, California and hopefully I'll finish that. Someone's editing it now. And um, we're writing a lot of scripts and trying to figure out what we need to make the next movie.
4: Yeah, other stuff.
2: What are you guys up to?
4: Promoting Wild Canaries, which everyone should see. It's really good.
2: Awesome. And
4: everyone should see your next movies too because you guys are people to watch mark my words what, what's the next movie called the one you shot in Big Sur
2: always shine always shine it's a dark psychological thriller about ladies
1: and uh, Kevin's in a, in a movie called results which was just at Sundance and is excellent and he is excellent in it uh, so I will oh, thanks <laughs> uh, it's called Wild Canaries it's really really wonderful There's a big fan. It opens (laughs) tomorrow at the IFC Center and on iTunes and all sorts of VOD platforms. Uh, Really don't miss it, and uh, they can make more of them.
4: Thank Thank you you so much for coming.